This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. Hey, and welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Dr. T.J. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. 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 So we've had... This today's show, we're going to talk about lifestyle, how to make lifestyle changes and build new habits. This is a topic we've had several people ask us about, like wanting to know, well, where can I start from if I if I I don't live close to you and it's hard, I can't come see you. What what can I do? And we always talk about lifestyle changes with those people, or or we email back and we we talk about lifestyle changes and we kind of have a oh kind of a semi-standard answer that we give that's like, okay, these are some things that you can try that right. work. Because most people give me a scenario, a, a unique thing about them that this is what I have going right. on. Right. So it might vary a little bit, but I mean, there are some basic things that I know we've gone over on the show before that um, that are, you know, major things that you can change that uh, could give you really big results and you wouldn't have to actually come in to see a functional medicine practitioner. The issue is that I think it seems very overwhelming to most people. And, you know, I mean, and we get that not just through, I mean, you know, we get emails from people all over the country, but also from people who do come in to see us because there are times when we, you know, we get blood work back and or whatever testing we've done. And, you know, they may have a number of different things that they're, you know, they need to do in our office or, you know, whatever the case may be. But usually there's at least some, lifestyle modification for the most part. I mean, and so, and some of those changes are bigger than others. And I mean, the people who come in to see us are motivated, right? But they have a hard time figuring out how they're going to make the changes that we need them to make because it's so foreign starting out. So we just thought, okay, let's do a show and actually, okay, how do you make these changes and actually build the habits so that this, because I mean, it's all about building new habits right because once it becomes a habit you don't have to think about it anymore at the beginning it's difficult and I think people look at how they're starting out and assuming that's how it's always going to be but it's not once you make the change and it becomes a habit then you don't have to think about it anymore so that's what we're after right we're you know making those modifications and changing it so that they become habits so they're second nature and you don't have to it's not a struggle anymore it's just that's just how you live that's why we hear so many people say, you know, I'm not on a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Right. Right. Because it's if you're on a diet, it's a struggle for the most part. I mean, you know, because you're having to think about what can you eat and what can't you eat. And once it's, you know, part of your lifestyle, you don't have to think about it anymore. That's just, you know, you switch to a whole foods diet. That's just what you eat. I mean, like, I know to some people the way that TJ and I eat seems really kind of crazy. To us, it's so normal. Like, I can't even imagine not eating this way. Um, So it's just, but that's because it's second nature at this point. Right, and it's not just just diet. I was... Just talking with a patient the other day, it was a young girl in the office with her with her mother, and she's had some health issues that we were that we were talking through. And like she talked long there's a big long consultation like they always are with us. And to shorten it up and and be brief, she basically wants to be really good at something, but 
she's being mediocre at it. So she's her habits are to to are are set up in such a way that she's not as good as she wants to be. She wants to be one of the best, but she's not doing the things that are necessary to be one of the best. And the, the that yeah, that may be in something that she wants to do with her life, but this is true in health. If you want to be the healthiest, you've got to do things that the healthy people do. You can't or if you just, just want to even be healthier. Yeah, you just can't you can't wish it. You can't just say, "Oh, well, I, one of these days I'm going one of these days you're going to be dead." And you're going to be you're or you're going to be so sick you wish you were dead because you're taking 55 medications and nothing is working and you keep gaining weight and you get sicker and sicker. And every day, every week, you're going to a different doctor to figure out what's wrong when you could have just made these lifestyle changes and made these habit changes that it's just like Aaron was saying, it's just second nature to you and it becomes a part of you. Right. Because you're I mean, you're going in one direction or the other. Right. I mean, you're you're not standing still. So if you're not actively trying to improve your health, you're probably doing things to hurt your health. That's just, I mean, that's just how it goes. So why not be moving at least in the right direction? Um, so we just kind of wanted to talk about how how do you go about doing that? Because, you know, I mean, whether you have a chronic health condition or you are just wanting to prevent a chronic health condition, um, lifestyle changes are going to be a major part of that. Yeah. So, I mean, we fall into habits. There are good habits and there are bad habits. We're And everyone knows if they have a bad habit, you already know that you have a bad habit. You don't need someone pointing it out to you. You are, you already know. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I mean, we certainly do have people that come in and they're just like, I eat salads every day and I'm still sick. And we're just like, what? Well, I mean, have you had your food sensitivities checked? Right. Like, what are you putting on your salad? Like, I mean, so we do, we, do, I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah. yeah, there are certainly people who don't understand that they're sabotaging. That's, that they may be, that may be very true. But like the, these habits, they just, we start, we get into them and then these bad habits just become a part of us and then they're very difficult to break. And so, there's actually a way to to break these habits. There's science has actually worked through and figured out a way for people to to break these habits. It's kind of like smoking. Smoking is a habit. It's a bad habit, and there are ways to break it. And it, different people will break that habit differently. Some people are able to quit cold turkey, and they just that's just it. Other people need to have a different action when they get the cue to have a cigarette. And so this whole process is called a cue and then a routine and then a reward. And so the cue would be wanting to go smoke a cigarette. The routine would be some other thing that you do besides smoking a cigarette. And then the reward in this is basically, you know, the positive reinforcement of, hey, I didn't smoke another cigarette good for me. I've made it another day or another 10 minutes or however long. I don't know when, you know, when you quit smoking or whatever. That's just the example for here. But it's it's setting yourself up for success, not failure. And so we we want to create these cues. So if, you know, if, if you're into the habit of going and raiding the fridge for a bunch of sugar um, for a late night snack, Maybe your that's your cue, but then you're you're you've changed that routine to I don't know walk up and down the stairs five times and drink a glass of water and have a handful of 
whatever healthy nuts that you have in the house. That's your that's your becomes your new routine. And so you've 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 prevented the bad habit of getting into the fridge and eating a bunch of sugar and candy and sweets and drinking soda or whatever it is that you're that you're doing. And that's that's how you can how you can make that shift. So how do we how do we do this? How do we figure this out? How do we harness the the power of this if you will. You know, it's it's uh, it's about simplifying your life and putting yourself more on autopilot for these healthy behaviors. And so we already know that a big chunk of chronic disease is is lifestyle factors. Like some some people argue that 80-90% of chronic disease is set up by lifestyle factors, choices that you're making on a day-to-day basis that are making you sicker or making you less healthy, right? It's not about the genetics. Your genes your genes don't determine who you are. Your choices determine who you are. Yeah, your genes, it may, yeah, you may be, your genes may determine that you're tall or short or, but or the color of your eyes, but they're not determining whether or not you develop heart disease. It's the bad choices that you make. It's all the terrible food that you eat, the lack of exercise that you do that is right. the setting lack you of up. Close relationships. I mean, we there are so many things that factor into it, and I mean that should be good news. We've talked about this a number of times on the show before. That I'm, some people will hear this and they will be frustrated with it or annoyed. Um, Because, you know, they're like, well, everyone in my family is like this. So that's crazy to think that it's not genetics. But, I mean, it should be empowering because um, while there can be, you know, uh, genetic susceptibility, it's it definitely is not your destiny. Um, You have control over it. And so um, and we know this. The science tells us this. So we need to harness the power of habit in order to change the things that we're doing on a daily basis to make them healthier and in turn make ourselves healthier. Right. So there are, there are ways to to get this cue routine reward thing going for you. This this process moving right. in the right direction for you. And we talk you. about it like, you know, I mean, this will become so second nature. I mean, you won't have to think about it, right? I mean, it's good to think right. about it at the beginning so you kind of know what you're up against and that's why we're going to talk about it. But I think it's important to say like once you've figured this out and you've implemented it, it's not something you're going to think about on a daily basis. You're just going to do it. Yeah, it just it just and that's, happens. That's the whole point of this, right, is creating a habit so you're not having to think about it. Yeah, it's it's literally Pavlov's dogs. It's ring the bell and the the dogs want to eat. This is this is do whatever the cue is and your behavior is whatever you've determined it to be afterwards. We're, we'll give you examples so you can kind of so you can kind of follow along. But I mean, we all want to be, you know, happy, healthy, etc. It's a lot of us are just making really, really poor choices based on these very ingrained, very deeply right. held kind of subconscious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Actions. this mm-hmm. is why this is why we care about you know what our families have done because yeah, heart disease isn't necessarily genetic, but if your dad had heart disease and your mom had heart disease and you learned how to eat from them and how not to exercise from them and all and how to smoke and all these other bad habits that they had. Of course, you're likely to have heart disease just like they did. 
right? This is the sort of stuff that happens. So, all right, we've got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're gonna we're going to dive into the Q routine reward um, mantra that you can get into to change your lifestyle and have healthier habits. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, if you're just tuning in today, we're talking about how to make lifestyle changes, build new habits, just be a healthier all-around you. Um, so before the break, we were just kind of talking about all these habits that people get into and, and how we can we can work to try and change those. And so the, the process is this Q routine reward um, process that you can go through. So the, what you want to do in trying to figure this stuff out and to implement these these this change for you is first figure out what the cue is. Isolate this cue. And so the the most powerful cues are things like you may not even be realizing right at this moment. There are things like it's stuff that you do all the time, like right when I get to work, I do this. Or I... Um, you know, I walk through the door and this happens. It It's just whatever it is or a certain time of day, like after dinner or another one that a lot of happens to a lot of people is they watch their favorite shows or they record their shows and they watch their shows at a very specific time. But either right before or at a point during the show, they get up and go have a snack that may not be the healthiest snack on the planet, but they, they've got this routine. And I know this resonates with everyone out there because we've all done this sort of stuff. Right. right. Or right after dinner, you have to have something sweet. That, yeah. We get that a lot. Smokers, like, smokers routinely, first thing in the morning when they wake up, they have a cigarette. I mean, that's stuff that we're just used to doing. And so, right. or going to Starbucks in the morning, we get that a lot oh too. Oh my like, gosh, you know, yes. Well, I don't, you know, you don't even think about it. It's so habit that, you know, how could I start my day without going? So the, the, the piece, the piece to this is, is figuring out what it is, what cue is triggering the behavior that you're trying to change, right? So you identify it, you figure it out, know where it's happening, what time it's happening, how you're feeling when it when it happens, and then what action is happening right before it that you engage in but before you do this unwanted habit. So you you've you're clear on exactly what it is that you're trying to change and how you're feeling and what's happening in and around this negative habit that you've got, right? And so we want to do that. Then we also, the next thing that we want to do is we want to figure out what our reward is. The reward is very, very important for... Well, can we step, take a step back? I want to say, too, sure. um, about identifying, you know, or isolating what the cue is. A lot of times it can be a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you are, um, you know, like... If you go out with a certain person, you know, if you are eating with them, you tend to eat more or you tend to drink when you're, you know, I mean, like, or you, I mean, I don't, a lot of times people can be triggers for us. So I think that that's something that I just wanted to make sure that, uh, so it might not be in the same context. It may just be a person that's kind of 
your cue. No, that's ex- that's very good. That's that's a good that's a good point. So when we figure out the reward, we want to we want to pick a reward that is reinforcing the routine that can help ingrain this habit into into our bodies. So it just becomes a part of us. And it could be something, you know, super simple like just the happiness or joy associated with not doing the thing that you, you know, the bad habit that you're doing. And in fact, that's the thing that I tend to encourage people to do is make sure that it, make it a make it the the you want to be happy that you're not doing the 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 bad habit, right? That's the big thing. We don't want to we don't want to introduce like foods or anything like this. We're not we're not dogs and we're not trying to, you know, here sit and, and then you give them a treat for sitting. This isn't, we don't want to do that because we're just trading one bad habit for, now we're trading it for another. Right. And one of the things that I, um, because I, I'm a visual person and I think um, one of the things that I tend to recommend to people is, you know, get a calendar or something where you get to mark off the days that you didn't engage in whatever that behavior is Um, because that's going to be a visual symbol to you. I mean, it's the same thing we use with kids, right? By like giving them a sticker or, you know, I mean, like, so we have these charts where they can see that they- I I like stickers. Right. But that's, <laughs> Everybody likes stickers. Right? I mean, like, even as adults, like, it's reinforcement, and it's something that you can look to, and it, it will make you pause if you're like, I'm not going to be able to mark off this day if I didn't, if, you know, if I engage in this behavior, or if I don't do what I, you know, I mean, if it's going to the gym, if I don't go, I am going to have a day on my calendar that isn't marked off. You know, whatever it happens to be, um, it doesn't, you know, I mean... It needs to be something that is going to make a difference to you, and it can be something as simple as making a check mark on your calendar or giving yourself a sticker. Yes, stickers. Whatever stickers, works. Stick, whatever yeah. works for you. So once once you've then you know figured out what your what your reward is, now we've got a, the hard part of implementing this new routine, and so you you're going to have to be aware and self aware. And sometimes I feel like most of us are not are not self aware. Um, you're going to have to be self aware that the things, the cues that are happening right before the bad behavior or the bad habit are taking place. So then you can replace that bad habit with this new routine. Another example for for this is like I I can't tell you how many times people tell us in the office, yeah, I'm, I would like to get more sleep, and I will very often ask. What's the last thing you do right before you go to bed? Nine times out of ten, the answer is I'm either watching TV or I am, you know, trolling through Instagram or Facebook or something on on their phones. That is never really time well spent. Right. And I think, you know, before we jump into this, too, I probably should have made I'm not even sure we made this clear before. Like there is a reward that you're getting for your current behavior and you need to have a reward for your new behavior. Right. So like you need to identify on your current uh, bad habit. What reward are you getting? And a lot of times those are things like convenience or, um, you know, I mean, like staying up on and looking on your smartphone is it just you know the ability to like mentally switch off or you know i mean you know just kind of checking out or is it entertainment or what is it um and it's the same thing you know we hear this a lot with um you know like 
food related issues with people saying it's just easier. You know, I get the reward is that I don't have to cook. Yeah. Or it just makes me feel good. Right. Exactly. Right? They're, they're, they're eating sugar and it's activating the pleasure centers in their brain. Right. We talked about that. That's physiological. Like well, you are. But you so know. does exercise. Right. So, I mean, um, and that's why. It's so, you know, you need to figure out what your current reward is. And then we're going to put a new reward um, with the new routine. That's what we're talking about, you know, doing like a sticker or a check mark or something like that. Yeah, sure. So the the whole wanting to get more sleep, that happens so, so much. And then I start asking, well, what's your screen time? And like this, this is information that on smartphones now, it tells you, like you get reports, like this is what your screen time was on average per day for the last week. That information can be accessed. So you start realizing, holy cow, I spend three and a half hours a day on my phone. Well, that's one thing if all you do is talk to people on the phone. It's another if you have a full-time job and a family at home and you're still burning three and a half hours and you're complaining that you're only getting five hours of sleep. Well, guess what? We can, we can pick up at least a couple hours for sleep if we get off the phone. Right. If you're spending that much time on your phone, you are really missing out on life. Well, but some people they live their lives through their phone. Yeah. That and that's what I can't imagine. That's what's sad. I mean, shoot, I'm on my phone and on average an hour a day, and I talk on my phone, and I'm thinking, golly, an hour. What did I do? You know, how, how, how did I burn an hour? I, yeah. I can't. I I can't figure it out. Um, and a lot of that, you know, as we go back and I look through, like, okay, I was on the phone, my phone for an hour and ten minutes today. What was I doing? And, and I go back and I. That's usually screen time, though. It's, like it's, it tells you screen time. It doesn't. That doesn't include phone time. Correct. It it includes screen time. And I go back and I figure out. Oh yeah, I actually did. You know, I had a Zoom meeting or something, and so I actually had screen time because I was on the phone. You know, with the screen. Yeah. And so yeah, sure. I I get that. But like these people that we look this up and they're on their you know screen time of over three hours a day. Like oh my gosh what what in the what in the world is happening, um, but it's taking over our lives and this is a bad habit that can be changed and even if you cut that time in half look at all that extra hour per week seven hours a week you're getting a whole work day right out of out of that if you if it's a if you can cut out an hour a day right so that's how we that's how we go through this but then. After we've identified like how to change this behavior, how do we make this stuff last throughout a lifetime? How can we make these changes to our lifestyle last? Well, we've got to make sure the first thing that we can do is we've got to make sure that we're picking a habit and a, and a change that we can that we can do. We don't want to you know, choose something that's that is not very smart. It's a bad thing to try to fix, okay. or that it's not attainable. Um, I want to put kind of frame this so that people know where we're going. Cause okay, frame it. This is. <laughs> I just start. Is, I just started rambling, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we talked about the key reward routine and how to change that, and so then we kind of went through and came up with ten tips to kind of help you make these lifestyle changes. So that's what we're going to go through now. Is like so if you're following along and writing these down, these are the ten things that um, you know we feel like will make a difference in making the lifestyle change doable and um, an, an actual habit in your life. So the first, as TJ had said, was choosing the right habit. Make it sure it's specific, measurable, and achievable. Yeah, you got to make sure that you can actually measure the change, that 
it's very specific. You know exactly what you're doing. You've you've got to be able to achieve it. You know, you don't, you know, if I, I use money as an example a lot because money's an easy thing. Everyone gets the concept of money. If you make a dollar an hour or a dollar a day, it is not achievable for you to set your habit to be that you're going to make a million dollars a day. That's just you, you've got to make it incremental and and make it something that you can achieve. Don't be unrealistic with some of this right. Stuff. It also has to be specific. Um, I mean, you know, like a lot of people, we we hear all the time, "I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to be more active." Like, there's no way to measure that, right? right. I mean, they're just it. Being more active is great if you say, "I'm going to exercise 30 minutes every single day." Right, or that even is, 10 minutes when you're starting out. You know, like I'm going to start out and at least 10 minutes a day. I'm going to devote because I mean, really, we just need to, you know getting started is usually the hardest part, right? So, I mean, we say that all the time. Start with 10 or 15 minutes. You know, you can add a couple of minutes each time, but um, it, you know, I mean, start small. So it needs to be uh, specific and you have to be able to measure it. And then we we need to take a break. Yeah, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll keep going on um, with some tips to help your lifestyle changes last. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in today on the show, we're talking about lifestyle changes, how to make lifestyle changes, and how to build new habits and routines. And we are starting to go through um, some some tips that you can do to make your lifestyle changes and your lifestyle habits um, become a, a daily part of your routine and make them last. Make them, you know, just part of your life as opposed to, well, I'm just going to do this for a short period of time and, it, you know, then we go right back into our bad habits. The, what we were talking about before the break is, you know, choosing the right habits and, and figuring this stuff out, but making sure that what we're doing is specific, measurable, and achievable. These are key pieces that have to be. And the next piece of that puzzle, the next tip, is is very similar. It's, a, it's along the lines of that. And they, they kind, these first two kind of go hand in hand. And it's, it's shrinking the change. So like Aaron was saying before the break, a lot of times people will say, well, I just want to eat healthier. Well, oh, okay, what, what does that mean? I mean, telling someone to go home and eat healthy is like telling them to go home and get taller. It doesn't work. Well, and it's the same thing when we hear people say... You and know, they already I, think they're eating healthy to begin with. Right, a lot of times. Um, uh, but a lot of people will say, you know, they want to lose weight. And even if they know a specific amount, I want to lose this much weight, that's still not... I mean, it's... Of course, it's, you know, measurable, you know, when you've gotten there. But shrinking the change means coming up with these steps that you can actually take in the meantime to get you to your goal. Right. So you're breaking down the larger goal of wanting to lose weight into, um, you know, I am no longer going to eat fast food or I'm going to eat a vegetable with every meal or I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. You know, I mean, whatever it happens to be. Um, but shrinking it down into smaller steps so that you uh, are getting uh, that sense of, you know, accomplishment, which is going to motivate you 
to keep going because the larger goals are sometimes just too big to keep us motivated and they seem overwhelming and so we quit. But if you know like, okay, I won the day because I didn't have any fast food today and I normally would or, you know, I mean like I had a vegetable at every meal or I had, you know, a cup of vegetables throughout the day or whatever it is, wherever your starting point is, you're able to win the day earlier on um, and that will give you the motivation to keep going. Yeah. And like staying in kind of in that realm, I mean, this this applies to not just one person, but this these are things, these are habits that can be changed with the whole family. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, I mean, I see this in my own neighborhood where I live. I can tell you on certain days, the pizza delivery man is coming to the house down the street because it seems like they have family pizza night on Thursday nights. I know it happens. I know it's coming. I know that the, at about six o'clock, the little pizza delivery guy is going to show up. Typically, it's the you know the same pizza place. Even it's not. They're not even varying up the location at which they're getting. They're getting the same thing. Well, there's only 21 meals in a week, and one of them, or basically five percent of them, is the same unhealthy choice. And so we're doing this over and over again. And I bet you if they're having pizza nights, they're going to have, you know, Taco Tuesdays and they're going to have the same habits. Which is not a terrible thing every once in a while. I mean, we're not saying that. I mean, I get that, you know, some of those things are really fun for kids, right? Yeah. Um, But you need to be smart about it. And you take away the, you know, the novelty of it if you're doing it once a week. I mean, it's it's too frequent, um, you know, I mean, and I know we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, feeding our son on this show and we're, you know, we're really cautious about it. But it's funny, um, you know, looking for summer clothes for him is what I've been, you know, uh, looking um, to get him just some things to wear around uh, during the day. And there are all of these shirts and stuff that I see like powered by pizza and like all of these things like pizza warrior and like all of this. And I'm just like for like a 12 month old or an 18 month old, you know, because that's the sizes that he's in. And I'm like, is that a thing? Like, and I really am kind of just appalled that at that early kids are that hooked on pizza. That's scary. It just is. And I'm hey, sorry. It's better I... than fueled by Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things. So. Uh, I wish I had a drum set. I'd give it a little rim shot right there. That was, a, that was funny. I cracked myself up. Um, but uh, no, that's exactly right. I mean, well, this is the type of stuff that we're seeing. And th- this is a this is a big issue. And we're not going to here to ch- we're not here to change society. We're here to give information to the people that want to hear our information and are wanted the people that are looking to make the change and little things that they can do. 1%, 1%, 1%, 2%. say I say that in the office a lot. 2%. You got to be 2% better. 2% this, 2% that. We use that phrase in the office. You can ask the staff, they'll crack up with about the 2% thing. Right? It those are the things that we can do. And so all of these little tips, they they work kind of on that principle, just making little changes to end up with big results. And so the next one on the list is this idea of creating an implementation intention. So the easiest way is to just give an example, and I'm going to use the, the smartphone and going to bed example of explaining what this is. 
So earlier I was talking about how people are on their smartphones and they're on, they have screen time a lot longer than they should. They're complaining of not getting enough sleep, and yet they're on their phone three hours a day, and a big chunk of it is right before they go to bed. And so their implementation intention is going to be like, okay, if I get into bed, then I'm going to put my phone away so I can't look at the screen. And they're just, they've just saved themselves however much time they were going to be on that phone, and they give them gave themselves a shot at more sleep well and i another good example that i mean i know we talk to people a lot about um is because the whole diet thing is so difficult for um especially you know when you've got kids and you've got you know you're not just having to feed yourself and they're like what do i do when i'm in a bind like i you know had to stay late at work so i was late picking them up and then they're hungry like I there are times when I feel like I have to go through fast food or, you know, I mean, I don't have another option. And we always say, okay, those are the things like you've got to plan for those occasions before they happen. Right. So have things at home, you know, create some freezer meals that you've got them. And we we do this at our place all the time. Um, when we make soup and stuff, we will freeze some so that it's there. I, I roast I roast multiple chickens at a time. Yeah, and we we'll freeze it because it's that's going to happen. It happens to everybody, and it certainly happens more frequently when you've got kids. And, I mean, and you have to prepare for it. It's not like you don't know that it's going to happen, right? Because it will. Because then, so then your implementation intention is: if I get into a bind where I don't have time to cook then I will make one of the meals that's in my freezer, yep. right? It's never, you've got to take away the then I will go through fast food. Right. Or then I will order a pizza or whatever it happens to be. And the next thing on the list, just piggybacking on that, is is take advantage of your habits that you're already doing now. So if you're wanting to meditate, right, an easy time to do that is right before you brush your teeth, right? Right. Because that's already a habit. You're, you're brushing your teeth in the morning is already the habit. So we're adding a habit right on that. We're habit stacking. We're putting another habit of um, we're going to meditate for however many minutes you start out. Maybe you start out with just a minute of meditation and then you brush your teeth, right? So those taking advantage of these existing habits is an easy, easy transition to add something new in, right? You're going to do that every day. Um, and then schedule, scheduling, I don't even know what I was saying there, scheduling your habits, you want them to, to be a priority. We make lists of things that we have to do in a day. We have a schedule that we keep. Most of us use the calendars in our phone to plan out our days. And if you're not, that's a habit that you can start planning out your day and put on there. Okay, at this time, I'm going to do this, right? Scheduling in a workout or a meditation or whatever it is that you need, these are things that you've once you put them on the schedule, they're much easier to do rather than just be like, well, I'll get to it. Right. And a paper calendar is fine. Some of us still use paper calendars. Like I said, I'm a very visual person. I like to be able to change it, you know, like see what I have going on. But I mean, the key here is making sure that you have the time, you know, uh, built into your calendar of yep. when you're going to uh, accomplish whatever that habit, you know, whatever your goal is so that... It's not because it I mean, if it's not scheduled, it's not going to fit in. I mean, it just won't. We know that from, you know, right. All the people that we've talked to. Right. All right. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about how to make these lifestyle changes last. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. 
For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123. And welcome back to the show, everyone. If you're just tuning in, today on the show, we have been talking about how to make lifestyle changes, how to build new habits, and then we've been talking uh, the last couple of segments on how to make these lifestyle changes last and really become part of you rather than, you know, this thing that you've got to go do that you don't want to have to do. We just want to make this second nature to where you do it without even thinking and you're living a much healthier and happier life than before. And so before the break, we were talking about how you can schedule these habits into your calendar. You can build the time in. Right. And not only, you know, can you, but you should. Um, Yes. Because if you don't, uh, it's going to be way harder to ever get to where you want to go. I mean, you get into some of these these business executives or these people that are, are super high achievers, extremely successful, both, you know, in business, financially, um, personally, et cetera. They schedule time for emails. Um, We went and listened to a lecture and I actually am kind of an acquaintance with this gentleman who is a who's a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school. And he responds to every single email within 24 hours that he gets. That's one of his things that he's done his entire career. And he talks about how he sets aside chunks of five to 10 minutes at a time, depending on the time of the day, to check his email and be able to respond to everyone that writes to him. That's a great habit to have where people feel like they're not being ignored. He can get back to them. And it's just something that has been a priority to him. And you can make things priorities to you. You just have to choose what it is that's your priority. So building upon that, there's this concept called building a chain. And this is kind of what Aaron was talking about of get yourself a calendar and be able to exit off. And not just one that you turn the page. We're talking like a you know, the whole month, all the days on the wall calendar and I know to where there, you can X these days yeah, off. There and, are apps and stuff you can use on your phone, too, if that's what, you know, I mean, if you're you know younger than I am, probably. Um, but No was, one's younger than you are, Aaron. <laughs> Not was, listening to this show. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, wait, that was really mean. No. Oh, wait, no, that means I'm younger. Yeah. Oh, that was really nice. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the brain fog had... of pregnancy got her on that one, <laughs> ladies oh, and gentlemen. It gets me way more than it should. Um, but um, it, I mean, yeah, I know that there are apps that allow you to do this. Um, so if that's the way that you want to do it, I mean, there are ways that you can track it on your phone and then you ha- always have it with you. I like the bigger visual of actually seeing what I've done. Um, but even if you have like a page uh you know like a daily page calendar you can do you know uh put i mean we've heard of putting like a win or a loss at the top of a page you know we've talked to people who do that each day um just something that you it's documented that you accomplished what you were going to accomplish yeah and then you've got to figure out how you're going to celebrate right whatever that is for you some people it's you know they pat themselves on the back they give themselves a high five they you know have a little mantra that they chant. Whatever it is, figure out what that reward is for you. Ideally, it's some sort of internal thing. 
I mean, maybe you want to break out into dance and, you know, do a little dance right there in the middle of the room. I don't know. It's whatever floats your boat. But typically it's something that's internal that makes you feel good about achieving, you know, the the next that day or fulfilling your goal or meeting the objectives, whatever it is that you're trying to do. It's an internal thing as opposed to, a, well, I've I made it 30 days, so I'm going to go out and celebrate by eating, you know, fast food, which is not what you want to do. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you certainly don't want to do anything that's going to sabotage the progress that you've already made. But we all have. I mean, it really depends on what what's going to be rewarding to you and also what was your goal in the first place. So if it's yes. food related, definitely you don't want your reward to be food related. But if it's financial related, then, you know, a food reward is not the worst thing in the world, right? If that's what is a reward to you. It's a one-time thing. So it's not the end of the world, if that makes sense. Like, you've got to know your own body and your own goals and know what is going to actually motivate you to do what you ultimately want to do. And then we have to look out for things like mental loopholes, Things where we're just like, I mean, we're, we're going to stub our toe. I tell everyone, look, eventually you're going to stub your toe. It's not about stubbing your toe. That's not the problem. The problem is when you do it every single day and you keep doing it and you're like, well, I just I messed up yesterday, so I'm going to mess up today. And I'm just and the next thing you know, you're right back into your bad habits. You, you've got to stop this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's OK to, to stub your toe. Don't let that become another habit of, okay, I'm going to mess up every single day like clockwork. It, it, we don't have to do that, right? We, this, the next piece of this kind of goes together with, with loopholes, and that's, you know, failure's part of the process. We're all going to fail. The objective here is to fail forward, not fail backwards. We don't want to mess up once, and all of our, our success and our progress goes out the window. We want to mess up one time and be like, okay, I've I messed up and now I'm going to get right back on the wagon and we're going to be we're going to be good and everything's going to be great and that we have to be human about this and we can't be neurotic about you know some of this stuff either you just want to recognize that you've messed up and then Take appropriate action as fast right. as possible. Evaluate and fix it. it. Um, you know, figure out. Okay, why did you know? Where did this go wrong? You know, what caused it? Why didn't I do what I was going to do? And a lot of you probably heard the um, phrase like, "If you slip, don't slide." Um, that's kind of it, it. Applies in this situation. I mean, like, so a slip up is, you know, not the end of the world. Don't let that, you know, turn into you sliding down the, you know, path back to where you started. Right. Um, a slip up is exactly that. It's a slip up. And I mean, while we sh certainly don't encourage that, it doesn't um, diminish what you've already accomplished. So just keep going. Right. And then the last thing on the list is find somebody to work with. Um, sometimes people find, you know, help with, you know, coaches, with, you know, other professionals that do this, you know, peers, even even friends that have gone on the journey before you. And you're like, okay, well, you did it. I can do this. Can you help me through this? That anywhere you can get a little bit of assistance is a good thing. Um, you know, we're we're here to help. If you know, we have people that call us and ask us questions all the time, and we we do our best to get back to those individuals and help them on the journey because that's what it is. It's just a journey. We're all out there trying to be better than we were the day before. And this is just part of it. And knowing, you know, having someone that's gone through the journey before that knows where the pitfalls are, 
that's always a beautiful thing. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, we talk about so much in our clinic that I love is that, you know, when people are sitting there and getting IVs, um, you know, or coming in to, for different therapies in our clinic, um, these are all people who have gone through, you know, similar experiences, maybe not the same, but like um, they've all gone through their own health journeys and they're really good resources for, um, you know, strategies for moving forward. So yeah. kind of, you know, to join a community like that would be a good thing for anyone trying to make lifestyle change. So that's about all the time we have for today. Um, if you want more information, please visit our website, the Institute of Natural Uh Follow us on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Call us 314-293-8123. Shoot us an email. We're happy to hear from you. We love hearing your questions, comments, um, show ideas, all of that. We we love to we love to hear from you as much as possible. Um, but that's all the time we've got for today. So for Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.